Welcome, everybody. This is Paul with the Discovery Podcast. We're going to be talking about emotions this week, and we're going to let Courtney go ahead and uh, define emotions. Go ahead, Courtney. Um, so the definition for emotion is a natural instinctive state of mind deriving from one's circumstances, mood, or relationship with others. Um, to go on from there, um, emotional intelligence, the capacity to be aware of, control, and express one's emotion, and to handle interpersonal relationships judiciously and exponentially. Um, emotional awareness, knowing when feelings are present in one's and others. So I, Paul asked me to do a little bit of research on this topic, um, and I looked up the needs for emotion. Although most people feel like they know what the needs of emotion are, it's widely misunderstood of why we need emotion. Um, and main reason is to help us communicate with others, help us take action, help us survive, help us to avoid danger, help us to make decisions and understanding of yourself and another person um, and understanding between people. Paul also asked me to look up like the signs of not being emotionally intelligent or emotionally aware. So the signs that you aren't emotionally intelligent or as intelligent as you could be in that area um, get stressed very easily. Um, you make quick assumptions um, without knowing facts. You hold grudges, often feel misunderstood, um, and many others. And then the signs of not being as aware of your emotions or others is highly opinionated, insensitive, lack of accountability, poor coping skills, unpredictable emotional explosions, and relationship problems and narcissistic, narcissistic tendencies. So those are um, the definitions and some of the things that I came up with when I was doing the research. Paul, if you want to take it from here. Thank you, uh, Courtney. Really appreciate your uh, definitions and input there. No problem. Uh, why don't we go ahead and start with you, Courtney. How has your emotions... Uh, affected you from the beginning of uh, coming with the discovery of methods, good or bad? Um, so before and during, you know, my, you know, this discovery of self and on the journey of discovery of um, myself, I realized that I did allow my emotions to get the best of me at most times in my life. Like I could not regulate them. I was not comfortable with expressing them and or even feeling them. Um, I kind of, in some areas where I felt like I needed more of, I would kind of overdo it. In the areas where I feel like I, I just did too much, I didn't do it all. So I wasn't really, I didn't know the balance. I wasn't even aware of the term emotional intelligence, to be honest. I knew emotions and I knew I had them, but I didn't really look in depth into why I was feeling the way that I was feeling or, 
you know, the fact that I, my regulations were through the roof. Like I, I did not know how to regulate my own emotions and I still have been struggling with that. Just not as much. Um, but it has been gradually getting better because of my own self-awareness. Courtney, in the past two weeks, how have you uh, improved your emotional awareness to where it's gotten you such a positive reaction? Um, I just had to find emotions, to be honest. It was a lot of... um, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Denial on my part. Um, I was in denial of a lot of emotions that I tried to push away, Um, a lot of things that I tried to push away. And in the past two weeks, I have become, you know, a little bit stronger or a little bit more intelligent of my own emotions. Um, I've realized emotions that I was harboring that I didn't want to anymore, so I had to release them in whatever way that made me feel like it was a good enough release or at least for me to acknowledge and move on. Um, and, And two weeks prior to that, I honestly, I probably would still keep those feelings hidden and just deal with it the way that I've always dealt with it, which is not at all. My, my conflict resolution style used to be avoidance. I would avoid most of my problems by just dumbing them down into something that was irrational. Very good, Courtney. I really appreciate that input. Thank uh, you. Ray, how has your emotions affected you in a positive and or negative way? <clears throat> We've covered quite some time, us working together, uh, but it wasn't until the latter portion where I really got into the emotions. Um, and it's something that I hadn't realized I was putting off for so long. Uh, it was when we got into the complex trauma, those videos really triggered some introspection on my part and realizing a lot of things that I'd experienced in my childhood, I I had been suppressing and I didn't realize the way it was affecting my life, uh, the way I developed relationships or avoided developing relationships. Um, until, and until I started to look at some of those videos and, and started to, you know, it opened my eyes to the fact that, you know, the things that we've experienced, um, especially most emo- emotional traumas, they, they affect the way we develop, whether we admit it or not, you know, whether we like it or not, they, they affect us in many ways. And so I had been, avoiding looking at that. And like we all know, without awareness, there's no way to navigate those things or to, you know, find solutions or to heal. So um, that was one of the biggest shifts, at least towards awareness and seeing that there's something there to be looked at and to be processed, you know, because that's the, the key with emotions, especially emotions that we suppress, um, is that we have to, we have to process them. We have to express them in some way. We have to get them out. We have to go through those motions 
<clears throat> so that we can feel those emotions so that we can understand what they mean, you know, in our life and how we navigate our life. Um, so that was, a, that was a big thing for me. And, you know, also learning that logic and emotion are two totally separate things, you know, that rarely overlap. We can use logic to understand the world, but we can't rule, we can't rule out the things that we feel, you know, and we can't explain them away with logic. That's something that since I've always been more of a logical person, I've, you know, live in my head mostly. It's, it, it was something that I always felt with enough explanation or enough understanding or enough reasoning that we can avoid the effects that the emotions are having on us, you know, but in reality, whether we suppress it, whether we deny it or, or attempt to avoid it to protect our own, uh, what we feel, you know, myself, what I experience is we feel that we're protecting ourselves and you know, we want to feel safe. We, we don't want to feel vulnerable, especially as men. This is a topic that men often, you know, throughout society, we're conditioned to believe that men, emotions is not a, a you know, uh, a man's game. You know, that's, that's, that's uh, either weak. Uh, it sets us up to be vulnerable, um, to be uh, bullied, to be manipulated, to be taken advantage of. And as men, we got to be strong. We got to put on that poker face. So it's unfortunate that, you know, we're groomed, many of us, to just avoid emotions altogether, which is to our own downfall, because it really, it really uh, puts a, it really dampens the quality of relationships that we're able to to build. And so, um, realizing that. And, and the awareness that that brings is the key. You know, the rest is, is just work. You know, one of the videos I, I watched, it, she said the only way to heal are the three things to heal past traumas and to get through those those suppressed emotions is talking, tears, and time. You know, so the way I, I took that is like is expressing those things, being able to communicate what you felt in those times, being able to um, go through those emotions, whether they bring you to tears or not. But, you know, speaking from a, a man's standpoint, it's often we're trying to avoid, we don't want to feel weak. <laughs> you know, we don't want to, um, if anyone asked me what happened, you know, during my childhood or how, uh, my, my mother and father's relationship affected me. I'm like, you know, that didn't, I didn't really care. You know, it didn't, didn't bother me at all that my dad was in and out. Um, but, realizing that it did affect me whether i whether i admitted it or was aware of it or not it did and so to be able to express those emotions be able to be able to um allow myself to feel those emotions whether they brought me to tears or not and then the time you know that it takes going through those two the first two you know expressing or talking the feeling those emotions, being able to process those emotions and then the time that it takes to, to heal and to, to fill those spaces with, with, uh, with new habits and behaviors and, and abilities to navigate and understand those emotions and how they affect us. So, um, and it's still, it's still a learning, you know, 
as with anything, it's it's a learning process. Again, the time, you know, this is fairly new to me. It's, it hasn't been very long that I've been digging into this side of life. And so, you know, there's much still to learn and to grow for me. And uh, I look forward to it. Thank you very much, Ray. We really appreciate that uh, participation and expression yourself with the emotions. Thank you. Trey, you online? I am here. As one of the emotional people that I've known, uh, <laughs> Trey, why don't you uh, explain your effects of how emotions has affected you in your life and in the past two or three, four weeks? Um, so quick background um i came out of a very narcissistic abusive relationship and i was not in denial of it because i didn't know any better and i wish i would have known this word or the symptoms or the red flags of a narcissistic person because i probably would have not not probably i would have bailed the first date okay the first day was all the red flags, but I didn't see it that way because I needed the love and attention and whatever. But six years later and a child literally later, um, I finally changed my environment. He is no longer around, um, not even in and out anymore like he used to be, or he used to have his time to himself for weeks, months at a time, and then come back and be like, but you guys are my family. So... I dealt with that for a long time, and then, ironically, as it is, um, listening to or watching the Johnny Depp trial with Amber Heard, I realized, talking to Paul today, a lot of things that Johnny Depp was going through, I was going through it, too. I just didn't know, and it turns out that I was becoming my dad. I was becoming my father. My dad passed away when I was 32 years old. When he was 32, I was 18. He actually died right in front of me, too. So that was a lot to deal with, very traumatizing. But I've always be since then, I've become an even, like, uh, even more of an emotional person. And I never knew how to control it. I don't, I'm not saying, like, anger or anything like that. If anything, I was just a crybaby. I hate to say it, but I was... I would cry if I was angry. I would cry if I was frustrated. I would cry if I was happy. Watching TV and the commercials, the, you know, seeing the mom with the singing the lullabies, I would start crying. But it was for the reasons that all the things that I just didn't have in my life. I didn't have any parents. I don't have any grandparents. It's literally just my son and I. So for me to, you know, finally realize, like, this is where I'm at in life. This is Paul guiding me, you know, through certain things that I can't do on my own. And a lot of things in my life have changed for the better, like complete change. But yet I still deal with that little it in my head saying, no, you deserve crap. And I really don't, but I'm just not used to peace and tranquility. And it kind of feels weird in a sense. So I have to call Paul and remind him, like, hey, I'm, he's like, what are you crying for? Everything is good. I was like, I don't know. I'm just crying. But I was really just stepping into what, like he Paul would say, I was comfortable with the things that I 
not necessarily miss because nor do I miss any of what was going on in my environment before, but it, it just, you know, becomes habitual and comfortability. So the emotions were, you know, running through me constantly. And even to this day, they still do, but I have learned and it's working for me to just sit in the moment for a second and figure out what's going on and why I feel this way address it and then actually deal with it and then move on. Um, so I, I didn't know how to suppress my emotions. I was complete chaotic when it comes to emotions. I didn't know how to not cry <laughs> for everything. I was such a cry baby. So doing, you know, changing my environment and whatnot has helped me a lot. So yeah, it's a daily struggle even if you make the changes and you know you um I'm speaking for myself if I've made the changes and everything has been even on the up and up and every day is like a new blessing it still triggers certain nerves on me like I want to share my good news with someone well I don't have anyone to share it with or the person that I used to share it with used to belittle me and not give me the credit for it or used to take the credit for something that they had nothing to do with so I have to, not after I make a certain decision, decision, I have to stick to it and continue to working on the decision that I made, whether it's, you know, move on or let's try to not cry today for like at least every, like I used to cry like every hour. It was crazy. But um, once you make the decision, you got to keep working at it. It doesn't, it's not just because you make the decision to move on or, you know, change your perspective on your emotions doesn't mean, oh, you know, I've changed my idea of this so I can, I don't even know how to put in words. Like, I've told myself I got to be stronger mentally and emotionally, but just because I tell myself that doesn't mean it's going to happen. I still have to do the work. Um, And that's been a battle for me to still do the work to maintain that level of controlling emotions or whatnot. So that's just my take on it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Really appreciate it, Trey. You've Thank come you. a long ways in the short period of time that you've been with us, just like all of us, in one degree or the other. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you. Jody, you online, buddy? Yep, I'm here. How has emotions affected your life, positive or negative? Um, I think emotions are really interesting. I think before I started this journey of self-discovery, you know, I used to let, you know, a lot of different emotions really just kind of control my response. Like instead of really understanding what those emotions meant, I would just kind of like react to certain situations. And, you know, once I started looking into like where these came from, like my past program conditioning, uh, whether it came from my parents or it just came from, you know, my social interactions, my environment, things like that would kind of shape different emotions and how I would react to them. And I think once I started to kind of look into this and became more, I guess, self-aware of certain emotions and 
what when they would pop up, I could look at them kind of from a different perspective is when I was able to kind of start to manage those. And, you know, she mentioned it kind of like a daily struggle. Well, I, I kind of think of trying to use the word struggle for a lot of things, but it's like it's kind of a skill that we need to keep in mind. And, like, we've used the word awareness a bunch of times, and, like, this emotional awareness is, you know, always kind of being on guard on I'm, are my responses being controlled by my emotions or understanding like, why am I feeling this way? Did that come from, am I perceiving this person as somebody else? Is that why I'm getting defensive or angry and things like that? And learning to manage those and kind of take a second look at them. Um, another thing I've noticed with some of my emotions is sometimes they're, they're, it's kind of more of a perception. Like I, I start to have certain emotions that aren't really for that reason. Uh, a lot of people use uh, anger. I've, I found where anger is kind of like a self-defense mechanism where I'll use that when I'm feeling other emotions just to kind of put that, I guess, wall up and to kind of protect my it um, subconsciously, you know? So, you know, working with others, is, a, is another important part with emotions because a lot of times instead of really understanding where somebody else is coming from, I might, you know, put up that self-defense mechanism, think they're trying to attack me instead of really understanding where their emotions are coming from and what kind of condition or state of mind they're in. And once I was able to kind of understand that, other people have emotions too and they're going through the same thing and they might not be aware of why they're having those emotions. I could kind of look at it from more of a, I guess a a passive point of view where instead of me letting my emotions kick in and start to react to them, I could kind of look at them from a different perspective and, and be able to kind of manage my emotions and how I dealt with them. So I think it was a, this is a good conversation. Thanks Paul. Thank you, uh, Jody. Really appreciate it. Most people don't realize that emotions control their life, especially in the past program conditioning. We, whatever happens to us and whatever we perceive through that perception, we can get emotional trauma, which binds us to a certain degree to become more heightened with emotionality to where it affects us in a tremendous way sometimes, from one degree to the other. But just like Ray was talking about earlier in his uh, presentation, the three T's, talking, tears, and time. When you're emotionally uh, traumatized, you have to talk it out. You have to externalize it and express yourself because obviously in most cases when you're that emotionally uh, in that emotional state you don't feel that anybody understands you feel that the world is against you and you have to talk it out in order to start healing that particular situation and tears of course tears are going to come you know because all of that attached pain and and emotional trauma that is attached to that one particular event, you have to let it go. 
Otherwise, the more that you keep it in, the more that you're going to suffer in pain, you know, in that pain. And time, it takes time. You know, once you, you know, talking about something, you have to take time to expect yourself to go through, you know, like they always say, no pain, no gain. And uh, you've got to be willing you know, to identify it, confront it, and become proactive. And the three T's are absolutely necessary in order to overcome emotion and emotional trauma. Is there anybody else out there that would like to say something about emotions or anything of that nature? Um, I guess I will. I used to be bullied a lot for showing my emotions or expressing them or, you know, wanting to talk about how I felt and they didn't understand. And I guess I learned to speak on it because I didn't have a choice. You know, I've, I've been by myself since I was 18. And for me, it wasn't really much for me to even know, like, should I, should I not speak about him? I was like, I got to get this out of my head because it was driving me nuts. But while it was, me speaking on my emotions, people perceived me to be, you know, a crybaby or she's too emotional or she's too this or that. But in reality, I just felt everyone around me lacked emotion. Like nobody knew, like it was, it's okay to be emotional or not even just emotional, but to express one's emotions. And I guess also because I just learned a lot from you know, reading Bruce Lee's philosophies and stuff, <clears throat> another Sagittarius twin of mine, <laughs> that mm-hmm. he was, you know, you got to express yourself. And if you don't, then who else will? No one else is going to express how you feel for yourself. And if you don't express it, who who's going to know how you feel about certain things or what you like, what you don't like, or whatever comes with expressing certain emotions. So like Ray said, even as a man, you know, they're categorized like don't be emotional or don't show emotions when I was taught it's okay to show emotions. You know, my dad was an emotional person. He was a Gemini and he was super emotional and I'm a Sagittarius and I'm super emotional and we both just got along so great. Um, but yeah, just it's okay to express emotions, even if that leads to crying, you know, I shed a lot of tears and I do a lot of talking. (laughs) So for me, it just comes natural for me to express myself. So I try to teach my friends or my peers or even my coworkers, my boss even got fired from my job a couple of weeks ago because I was too emotional because I work for construction business and on site, a lady called me a poor worker. And I I didn't break down crying in front of her, but I was in my car crying, called my boss, and he couldn't understand why I was crying. Again, another uh, Asian male, right? And he was like, why are you even crying? You don't know who she is. Why are you allowing her to make you feel a certain way? I'm like, it's not because I don't know who she is or I'm allowing her to make me feel a certain way. It was people don't know that certain words can affect someone, even if it's you know them or not, you know what I mean? So I told him, like, you know, we talked about it or whatever. I kind of got fired, but I kind of quit at the same time. Weeks later, he called me apologizing, and he said, but I need you back. (laughs) So 
not only did I get my job back, I got a pay raise because he realized that he needs me, but he also understood, like, she's different, you know? Not everyone is going to be that way. And I had to tell him in the construction business, I get it, it's a rough game, it's a rough business, but it doesn't have to be that way. We can speak about it, we can talk, we don't, we don't have to be ugly towards each other. And he understood that, but it took him weeks to understand that. <laughs> but yeah, we don't, we don't have to suppress our feelings or our emotions just because, you know, society deems it to be, you know, the wrong way. And that's all I got to say. <laughs> thank you very um, much. Go ahead. Thank Bye. you. Um, I just wanted to say, like, my I feel like my biggest issue with emotion is when do you when is enough enough? It's like I'm kind of overgiving the certain situation tears and time and. I get it. It's not a, like a rushing game and you do need the time, but when, when do you say, okay, that's enough tears. Like that's enough. <laughs> I think that's my biggest um, issue is that give it any more time. I don't want to give it any more tears. Can I, can I speak to that a little bit? Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, sure. Um, I, I don't know how much of it will apply, but I was just thinking, um, as far as having, you know, a little input here at the end, because, you know, the expression, the being in touch with the emotions and, and emotional intelligence, understanding what other people are going through emotionally is more of my weakness. One thing I've been very strong in is the managing of emotions. You know, the, the, uh, like I said, the logical side, which we all need that balance. And, um, you know, I, I, I do notice, and in people where they do fall short of going too far into the emotional side where you jeopardize, because this is, you know, a lot of people may not always think calculated in this way, but just, just lending my perspective, you know, on my strong suit, my strong side, which may be a weakness. I don't know, but just being able to manage those moments where too much emotion will actually hurt you in the, in the long run or in that particular situation, you know, like over expressing with someone who's not, it, it isn't safe to express those sensitive yeah. parts of yourself yeah. with. And it, so it's just, it comes down to that balance, which is difficult, you know, in any situation to strike that perfect balance, but just to always keep that in mind, you know, and which, like I said, a lot of people, they, they, tend to stray away from that calculated side. They don't want to seem cold or robotic, but there can be strength, at least in finding the balance where you do apply some of that logic and say, okay, what is the outcome in this particular situation or under these circumstances, if I'm to express too much with this, this person, or if I don't allow myself to, you know, pull back from the emotional like roller coaster, you know, that it's taking us on this ride. How is that going to take me away from maybe my focus at work, you know, certain goals that I'm, that I'm trying to achieve. So like, again, I think it's just a matter of trying to find that balance and just, just to know when not always, you know, how much or how little, but when is the right time and just finding the right place 
to release those tears. So if we're going to express, if we're going to talk, if we're going to go through those motions and emotions, when might be the best time for that, you know? Um, and when, when might, might it be better for us to kind of scale it back or to protect ourselves in certain, you know, in certain situations. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ray. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, no problem. Did that help at all? I mean, I, I know it's like, that's probably a difficult thing to tackle. It helps for like looking at the, the broader picture, but I mean like in the moment, in the moment of the emotion, like when do you say, okay, because sometimes when you're feeling emotion, like Trey says, you become a, a, a crybaby. You can't necessarily stop it. And when you get too deep into that emotion that you're feeling, it's kind of like you go into the whole soft situation. It's a I can't breathe situation. And you're still crying all of this emotion. So when do you tell yourself, okay, that's enough of feeling this emotion? When do you say it's enough of that feeling? Because, like you said, it can control that whole their whole way of living. But if I'm the type of person that already suppresses those emotions, finding that balance is going to be as somebody who is good at expressing emotions, or at least not expressing them for someone else's gain. It's like, I'm not going to express this because I want to hold on. I'm not going to express this because I don't want you to feel bad. I'm not going to express this. After you move past that, then you're expressing it, and then you kind of, like, overdo it a little bit because you kind of want to make up for time. Well, it's like, I didn't express this this whole time, so now I'm going to give you all of it right now, no filter. Yeah. Hey, again, I, I might be off the off track but I think like with me I sometimes I can be perceived in certain situations because I it is one of my weaknesses the emotional side of things but sometimes it, it can come off that way because I'm so you know I'm looking at it logically and where I could see someone striking a good balance is to allow yourself to express those emotions or to feel them to whatever extent in the moment but then to always remember to come back maybe outside of that moment to apply some logic, some reason, because what I've found is that like when you do pin something down in terms of like understanding it logically, um, understanding the cause and effect that tends to, that, that tends to direct me in the future, which is sometimes it can seem as though I, I don't feel the emotion. It's just that I didn't, examine it, you know, psychoanalyze the situation to an extent where it's, I don't, the emotions don't flare up in me. I feel them. They just don't flare up and control me because I didn't already pinned it down logically. And I think some people, if they, if they leave the logic out, then their emotions just run them ragged. You know, they, they don't know where up and down is, you know, it's just, it's an emotional roller coaster all the time. So maybe, in those moments, you can't cut it off or stop yourself from feeling those things that maybe allow it, but then to take some time always to come back and not just in general, but like that specific thing to sit down and then process it from a logical standpoint, because the more that you understand it logically, it's going to 
dictate how that emotion, how much emo, how much control that emotion has over you in the future. Because that thought or that logical uh, understanding will always kind of pop up at the same time and say, "All right, this." It makes it a little bit more clear, maybe that okay, this is an irrational feeling that I'm having, or I've already felt this. I processed this. At this point, it's just controlling me, or it's it, you know, using that to take me off course. But it's hard to have that clarity unless you dedicate some time, at least. Say, I might dedicate too much time to the logical side, but some people, um, to strike that balance, it would it would help if they don't do it enough to at least set some time aside to come back to that moment and try to think it through. You know, what are the cause causes and effects um, of how this emotion is, you know, playing out in my life or, you know, do I feel I need more time or is it clear that this thing's already run its course and now it's just, you know, uh, holding me back. So, yeah, that, that would be what, what I think would be helpful um, to try at least. Thank you, uh, Ray and Courtney. On the the uh, going back and forth and expressing your opinions about emotions, I think next week we'll go into uh, emotional abuse. How we sometimes emotionally abuse ourselves and emotionally abuse other people without not even realizing that we're doing it, and sometimes realizing that we are doing it, which is another category of. Uh, conversation but next week we'll go into emotional abuse the ins and outs of it and uh, we could spend hours upon hours on emotions but uh, it was a good topic today and I think we got a lot out of it I do, I know I do and uh, let's uh, look forward to next week with emotional abuse and between now and then think about how you have allow others to emotionally abuse you and how you have emotionally abused others. And let's talk about it next Thursday night, 7.30. Ask your friends, relatives, and enemies to be on call. 7.30 next Thursday night. We'll see you then. Thank you.